Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Your Money. I'm Susie Jones reminding you if you have a financial question for Peg or Bruce, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is one eight 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 six advice And you can email your questions as well to yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com. Right now, though, you can call or text our studio line at 651-461-9226. Now is, here is Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor Peg Webb and Founder of Wealth Enhancement Group and Financial Advisor Bruce Helmer. Hello, you two, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, you two. Happy New Year, Susie and Peg, and to all our listeners. And, you know, 2021 was another tough year uh, with the, with uh, COVID and the pandemic. It was better than 2020, but maybe not as good as I thought it was going to be. I thought maybe we'd have this darn thing in our rearview mirror, and obviously we still don't. Let's hope this is the year we really get past this and start to get back to some sense of normalcy. And that's actually going to play into our topic a, a little bit today. You know, Peg, but before we get to the topic, I think the most frequently asked question I get from people uh, as a financial advisor is, you know, how am I doing? Am I on track? Am I going to be able to retire when I want? And if I do retire, am I going to be comfortable knowing that I'm not going to run out of money? And I bring this up and I bring up the, the pandemic because today we're going to talk about what is being referred to by the media as the great resignation, this massive change that we saw last year in workplaces all across the country, folks thinking about changing and actually changing jobs or retiring or making decisions that could potentially have huge financial impact going forward. I think there's just this sense because of COVID fatigue that if if the people don't love their job, life is too short, I'm not gonna do a job I hate anymore, or I wanna work from home, or I wanna live for today, COVID is just, affected our our overall psyche, and we're seeing these people walk off jobs in record numbers. You're You're not kidding, and it's kind of interesting to watch, but one thing that we have always done is really help individuals sort through like major career decisions, and a lot of times people do make sudden decisions based on some event or something that's happening in the world or something that's happened, you know, within their family. But we take a very objective view uh, and give advice around, should you really be resigning at this point? So we have lots of tools to help gauge how prepared you are financially. We need those to give uh, people confidence, but including this reality check report, Bruce, that we've talked about um, one, a couple times before. Yeah, Peg, I know we have offered this before, and and every time we do, we actually get a great response. So I think it's worth doing it again. And also this particular topic, I think this is something that listeners uh, and and fans of the show can maybe use some uh, extra help on, especially uh, I think your clients are the same as mine. They're expressing, Peg, great uncertainty about the market. Well, yes, and and the market's just one little itty-bitty, believe it or not, component of deciding whether you're going to retire or quit your job. And it's not just financial tips that um, we've just used on a hypothetical person. This reality check report is actually detailed and tailored to to yourself 
and it gives you kind of a realistic glimpse into the future, you know, formatted to for everybody to understand, what is my net paycheck going to look like if I walk out the door today? Or if I have this confidence that I can go to my boss and say, I'm, I'm out of here, you know, so we invite people to sit down with one of our wealth enhancement group advisors. It's actually free, no obligation, financial review, get this reality check report. I actually have one printed in front of me right now, and it's all on one piece of paper, no cost to you. You reach out. Um, we actually have people standing, sitting, some sitting. Um, there's a phone <laughs> line right now that you can call, one 207 1352 And by the way, Bruce, since I have this piece of paper right in front of me, I thought I would just take a minute to talk about how it's personalized to people who take us take us up on this. So it's it's regarding your situation, your financial goals. Maybe you don't even know what your goals are. That's what we're for. We help people create goals and, and we talk about what's important to you. It really can help you create this map uh, that you need to navigate, especially in this world today. It's different. I've been doing this for decades, and I can tell you firsthand, it's different right now. So this is designed specifically for you if you've saved 250000 A couple things that are in this report is analysis of your current investment assets and their tax efficiency. That's huge. <clears throat> A forecast of potential growth. Uh, we estimate, we take your Social Security number, we plug that in. We actually project taxes, including Medicare taxes and uh, Medigap premium uh, costs and those kinds of things. So what I would say is if you're preparing or even thinking about retiring successfully and not winging it, uh, you, you, you would be crazy not to just call us and say, hey, I, w- I want to take you up on that reality check report Call us today, no obligation, 1-888-207-1352. Bruce? You know, Peg, uh, and, and we'll jump into the topic, but I want to play the cynic here just for a minute. You know, when we talk about an, an analysis of their current investments, I know there's people that, that think, oh, you're going to tell us whatever we're doing is not right and we should move all of our money and invest it with Wealth Enhancement Group. But the reality is when we do this, this analysis, we often tell people not to reposition assets if, it's, if they're properly invested and we're not sure we can do anything to make improvements. We tell them that. We're a fiduciary. We must always give our best possible advice. And sometimes that advice is you shouldn't reposition your money. Either it's in a good place where it's at or moving it has some sort of detrimental impact like taxes or fees or something of that nature. So we're not going to tell you to move money to us unless we think it actually makes sense in your situation. So again, as Peg mentioned, um, we actually have folks that are, that are willing to get up on a Sunday morning and take your phone call. And I know we throw a lot of numbers at you and I apologize for that, but if you want to take advantage of this no cost, no obligation opportunity to get this reality check report, uh, you can call right now, 1-888-207-1352. Again, 1-888-207-1352. We'll give you that number again sometime or, or two, a time or two before the show's over today. So, Peg, I, we let in with this, this great resignation. 
is this really happening? Let's examine if it's really happening or why it's happening, or is it overblown as the media tends to do, um, or is it a real thing? You know, we, we've seen, as we mentioned, we, we saw people, I think April was the first month last year where we saw people walk off their jobs in record, in record numbers, but then in July it was even more, and in August and September it was even more. And, and like I mentioned, I think there's a lot of people that have such COVID fatigue they want to live for today. They, they, they've come to this uh, sense that tomorrow is not guaranteed, or they don't love their job and life is too short to not do a job they don't love. Or we've learned that you can work from home, and if they can't do that, they want to look for a job where they can. We've got all this stuff going on, but I think it all traces back to, to COVID and the great pandemic. So what is really going on, Peg? Yeah, it's kind of interesting, Bruce, in that my line has been uh, for, for an entire year now, where have the people gone? I, I just I, I almost felt like it was kind of a scientific movie going on. And poof, these people are just gone. And you are so right in that people are quitting. And, you know, most of these quits are not about people just giving up their job, but about people kind of job hopping, you know, wanting to hire their pay. Um, maybe this is just a window that they're saying, you know, I need, I've got a little mental time here. I need to reassess. What's interesting, Bruce, is the hotel and restaurant sector saw more people quit in 2021 than any other part of the economy. But on the flip side is really interesting. The sector added 2 million employees in 2021, more than any other sector, according to this recent article that was in The Atlantic. So you kind of hit on, you know, does this phenomenon compare uh, or how does it compare to any other time in history? Well, we just took the Great Recession, 2008, 2009. Who in the world can't remember that time? I actually feel like it was yesterday. But for a lot of workers, they are, they're looking at their overall financial situation. And let's face it, this stock market has been amazing. And so not only, Bruce, do you and I feel better or Susie feels better today, I mean, what brings confidence, but more dollars on your spreadsheet in your financial inventory, uh, so that that brings confidence. And, and there was this article. It's a, it's a Harvard labor economist, um, Larry Katz, Lawrence Katz. He points out there's an expanded social safety net now, and they're now we're tapering these stimulus payments in place to support these unemployed people you know, who were reluctant to go to work to the office or work um, their work site during the pandemic. What's interesting is wealthy people continue to do well in the stock market, but I, I wouldn't say just wealthy people. I mean, I, <clears throat> I talk to people every day, and not only do my clients feel more confident, but their children feel more confident, their grandchildren feel more confident. We don't like this pandemic, but we're talking about your balance sheet, you know, what is bringing you confidence today. But even workers, Bruce, at a lower income and wealth distribution levels that are, you know, beyond uh, the, the clients that we work with, they're relatively in better shape today than they were pre this pandemic. So, you know, why are people leaving? Well, you know, there's, they're, they're thinking, um, especially, I have to say, our generation, Bruce. 
I just remember, you know, we started working at 12 years old. And, you know, that's a long time. That's lots of decades. Uh, we had such pride in our work. You know, um, you know, there's people that are just saying, you know what, I've worked for decades. Now I actually am kind of thinking about my values. And I'd love to take care of my mom. You know, um, I'd love to open a new business. It's been on my list. I, I, I don't want to report to my office every day at 8 a.m. It's those kinds of things, Bruce. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, a couple things I want to comment on. It's interesting to me that you brought up what, what we now call the Great Recession of 2008. I think people, Peg and Susie and listeners, ever since that, that has happened, there's a certain segment of people that are on pins and needles, walking on eggshells, afraid it's going to happen again. And I just want to say that maybe it can, but we don't see that anytime soon. And in 2000, and it actually started in the fall of 2007, and I'll give some specifics in a second. But Peg, I remember people in our investment management team before that crash kind of predicting to me that there was a crash out there. And, and again, we're not one of these uh, firms trying to use fear to market or we're trying, not trying to sell a newsletter. So I don't bring that up for any reason other than we were right. And, and, and guys in our investment management team were telling me about these things that I'd never heard of before, credit default swaps and all these things going on on Wall Street, and, and told me it was a house of cards that was going to collapse. Now, nobody knew exactly when it was going to happen or how low it was going to go or how long it was going to last. But the economic circumstances were such that we were not shocked by what happened in, in 07, 08, and 09. In fact, we sort of saw it coming. We don't see anything that bad on the horizon right now. I know there's people nervous about the market. I know COVID continues to impact our daily lives. But I, I just don't – there's nothing about what's going on right now that I think is comparable to back then. And even back then, as bad as it was – the unemployment rates were high, wages were low, the stock market was in the toilet. Even as bad as it was, like you said, look how we've bounced back. So if you were in the market, I think in October of 07, I don't remember all the indices, but I remember the Dow was at a little over 14,000. By March of 09, it was 6,500 and something. Well, today it's roughly 36,000. We made back everything we lost, we've, but we've you know, tripled since then. So people are in a better economic position, which maybe gives them that freedom that we're talking about to go do something else, to maybe not work at all or to make less money, to find something intrinsically rewarding to them and not continue on a job that they, that they don't love anymore. The other thing I wanted to pick up on that you mentioned and I know every generation says this, that we're, you know, our kids weren't like us, but we did work when we were 12. In fact, I was 11, and I was tall for my age, and I lied about my age, and I went to work in the field detasseling. You were, I think you were supposed to be 12 or 13, but I was 11, and I got away with it because I was tall. My kids will never understand that, walking through a cornfield, sweating, and getting those tiny corn cuts from walking and sweating in those corn cuts, that was miserable work. So, yeah, if, if our generation has been working, you know, for 50 years, I understand the mindset to say, that's enough. I don't, I don't want to work so hard anymore. 
So I yeah. get it. Now, statistically, Peg, retirement rates are up. That's true. But maybe not as much as people perceive them to be. Yeah, they, and, and I, I reference you and I because we're about the same age and we, we have our own history, so we can comment on that. But it's not necessarily just our age group. We're finding that, yeah, retirement rates are up, but it's not the 60-somethings. It's actually younger people that are saying, you know what, I, I've saved enough. This is, I'd rather have the freedom. So there's three reasons why the workers are leaving the workforce, and that is they voluntarily just quit. And I don't know if you call that retirement, but they quit. No, it, it's actually that they just quit. And maybe they're just looking for a different job or they're laid off or fired. I mean, Bruce, we went from when the pandemic hit in March of 2020 in the USA, companies were laying off and they just aggressively, uh, you know, sent everybody home and said, we're not going to make it. We're cut, cut, cut. And then 18 months later, they're looking for all these workers. But there's a smaller category called, um, you know, announcing their retirement. And that's not small when you take all the people out there, adults that are 55 and older, they're increasing uh, and, and just they're a big responsibility here. They're responsible for a lot of these, um, these people that are leaving the workforce. So according to this Pew Research Center, half of older adults are out of the out of the labor market at all now due to retirement as of the third quarter of 2020. That's an increase of 2%, which maybe doesn't sound like a lot since quarter of 2019, but that is a lot of people. And we're witnessing that at Wealth Enhancement Group because what happens is, here's the couple things that happen. The phone rings and, they, and the people will say, we have been listening to your show for two decades. And now we retire and we understand that you're the best people to create a paycheck for the rest of our lives. That's one. Secondly, our existing clients, they call us right away and say, you know what, I'm retiring. And then they want to reposition their company accounts, like their 401ks, that kind of thing. But in contrast to that great recession, you know, most people, 55, <clears throat> 55 and older, they kept their jobs. They were thinking about retiring, but they're like, no, 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 I can't do it at this time. This would be irresponsible for me to walk out. Um, so it's just kind of it's different today, uh, Bruce, than it was, um, you know, even two years ago. Yeah, and, and again, part of our job is to help these people, and I totally sympathize with how they feel today for all the reasons we've already talked about. And then our, our job is to help them determine if it's realistic or not. And we can, there's things that we can do where we can say, yeah, this plan that you have to walk away or to go do something that's intrinsically rewarding for half the money, yeah, it's doable. It, economically, it does work. But, but the last thing we want is a country full of people that retired too soon or made too little money too soon, and now they're running out of money at age 75 and they're still alive. And we can help people get a game plan so that, so that that does not happen to them. Now, Peg, I, there's one other thing I want to get to, and I know we're running close to the end of our first segment, but what does this mean, and maybe we can pick this up on the other end, what does this mean for employers? How do they, how do they encourage these people to stay or come back? How do they keep them? Well, they got to be more competitive in wages. You know, we talk a lot about inflation. They have to be competitive in benefits. 
that's how they have to that's how, what they have to do to retain re, uh, these workers and they kind of need to reset their way of thinking i mean I, I i would be the first to tell you i can get stuck in my ways in the way that i think they have to offer flexible work arrangements you know maybe redesign their plan for retirement longer term uh retrain people and then um you know, employers, they are generally empathetic. And I got to tell you, Wealth Enhancement Group is for sure. We And I love the fact that there's flexibility for our, our people today, the people, our team members, our Wealth Enhancement Group is a big team. You know, if we see some financial stress or they need some caregiving, you know, time off or that kind of thing, uh, I think most companies are improving there, Bruce. Yeah. All right, Susie, let's uh, take a break. We'll wrap this up in the second half, and we'll let listeners get involved also. All right, and we want to remind folks as well they can call that number to set up that appointment, that free reality check appointment at one eight 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 two zero seven one three five two. One eight 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 two zero seven one three five two to get your reality check to make sure you have everything on track. It's your money. On us. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the second half of Your Money. And if you have a question or any kind of question for Bruce or Peg, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that is 1 8886 Advice. You can call or email your question to your money at wealthenhancement.com. And right now, you can Call or text our studio line at 651-461-9226. Now here is Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor Peg Webb and Founder of Wealth Enhancement Group and Financial Advisor Bruce Helmer. Welcome back. Thank you, Susie. Thanks for staying with us, everybody. Or if you're just joining us, uh, the first half of the show, Peg and I uh, were talking about the great resignation, this major shift in the country's employment picture that's really happening in almost in every industry, but as Peg mentioned, it was really huge in the, the hospitality industry. So if you, listening right now, if you've been considering some kind of a job change or maybe retiring earlier than you thought you were going to, there, there may be some key financial implications in doing that. So with that in mind, again, we're, we're offering help. Peg, as, as you know, uh, the one thing that can, that can really help people making any kind of a career decision is having some objective information rather than just doing this on a whim. I, I totally agree. I, if I were in the listener's shoes, I would want somebody that could be more of a neutral party versus maybe your significant other or your children. But we have a lot of tools that can help give you an idea if you're prepared or not, including this reality check we've been talking about. We've offered it before, but it's been popular, and I really believe that the, this topic that we're listening to today, the people who are thinking about maybe leaving their job or switch, even switching jobs, uh, may need some help and talk to a professional. Bruce? Yeah, and, and again, you mentioned this in the first half. This isn't some hypothetical or straw man argument. This is very personalized. We've used it with a lot of people very successfully for a long time. So the reality check report is based on your specific information, and it gives you a very realistic glimpse at your financial picture 
And it's formatted, like you said, Peg, you're actually looking at one first half of the show. It's formatted in a way that's really, really easy for you to understand. So, again, I know we throw a lot of different phone numbers at you, but if you want to call and come in for a no-cost, no-obligation financial review, we'll, we'll, we'll give you, at no cost, this reality check report. Again, that number is one 888 207-1352. Yeah, we do Thanks. ask Bruce that you have uh, you've saved some money, like uh, two hundred fifty thousand or something, for retirement, because we need to assist you in not only talking about your Social Security benefits, your taxes, your Medicare, all these costs, but we also uh, want to make sure that you have some savings. Uh, that that kind of reflects on, hey, I am a disciplined saver, um, you know, and, and there's no, I, I also want to mention there's no age, particular age to call us. I, I'm seeing 40, early 40-somethings 40 retire right now. So I don't want to make it seem like it's just 60-somethings. It's all sorts of age groups that have been reaching out to us. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, this reality check is very personalized. It's very specific to you. Um, again, the number, if you want to call, you can call right now or you can call tomorrow or Tuesday. I mean, the number will be the same, but there's actually folks ready to take your call today. And it's 1-888-207-1352. 1-888-207-1352. All right, well, Peg, um, again, the reason we, we wanted to do this reality check again, we were talking about the first half of the show, the great resignation. And what this means is it was, it was actually, I think, uh, uh, a, a psychiatrist at Texas A&M that came up with this, but predicting uh, mass exodus from the workforce largely you know, traced back to fallout or hangover or fatigue from the pandemic, from COVID, so we, we've seen this resignation or job changing or these you know, demands for being able to work from home or different working conditions. But as we said, that's going to have economic impact on you. So we talked a little bit about that, or it's also called the big quit. And then we talked about the comparisons that people always seem to want to make on any economic wrinkle or, or potentially negative economic thing they want to harken back to 2008, and we said we really don't see the, these being comparable. And then we talked about the fact that while retirement rates are up a little, it's not as dramatic as maybe the headline would make you think. And then we talked just a little bit about how employers need to restructure and change their thinking to try to attract employees and retain them and keep them and make them happy in this new world now that we live in. And really, really quickly, Peg, before I throw it back to you, I mean, you mentioned it at Wealth Enhancement Group. I will tell you that most days, and I'm in the office a lot because I just find I'm more productive in the office than I am at home, but many days I'm the only one here or there might be one or two other people that I hear but I don't even see them because of the size of the office and we have three different advisory teams here. So our employees are working from home. Even this radio show, as much as I would love to see you and Susie face to face, you know I adore you guys, and I think the, the show is easier to do, probably better, 
if we're face to face, I for one am not willing to take any risk. I don't have to yet. So most of my client meetings are either virtual meetings or phone meetings. I'm doing very little face to face. And look, it's not like I'm, I'm laying in my basement in the fetal position afraid to go anywhere. I still get out, but I'm not taking risks I don't have to take. So that mindset has led to this exodus of jobs. People are saying, look, if I can't work from home, I don't want this job anymore. I'm going to find something else. And you have to address the economic reality of, the, of that decision. So that's what we've been talking about. Anything else, Peg, about this uh, subject that we should share with listeners before we get them involved? I'm just amazed at how quickly our world of work uh, got to rethinking about how to do their business. And I think it takes something like a pandemic for like all the village, the whole village, the company has to say, okay, now what do we do? So business owners and employees, they, they're, they're still continuing to face this broad array of kind of work-related challenges. Um, but I would say mostly, you know, like the bosses and the worker bees, and, and they have a real understanding of what matters most. And what I would say is the, the big awa- awakening for me is how productive the lion's share of people are, you know, in their own home. And I like seeing you know, how lives have changed around that. But, um, so, but, but I don't think it's all bad. And so there's still naysayers out there that say, this is awful. We've got to get everybody back in these offices. Um, the future doesn't look good unless the people start having that mindset that we had, you know, a long time ago. I disagree. I think there's um, that the just the we talked about, Bruce, you and I having this work ethic and and, you know, very proud in our work. And I think our society still has that. It's just shifting into a different form. So um, there's lots of good reasons to retire and there's terrible reasons to retire. Um, I think my personal opinion is you need some kind of objective view when you're thinking about retiring, because we're all living so much longer. And that's probably the toughest part of our job is when we start to see that people are overspending. Well, lately they haven't been spending as much, but we can do these forecasts, financial forecasts, and see that, you know what, you can't live to mortality, as the Social Security system says, because um, your numbers aren't going to work. So, I would suggest that people get help. And here it is. It's the new year. What a great time. As you know, Peg Webb is all about the goals and the budget and all these things. So to me, this is, there's a lot of people listening that would say, yeah, now is the time to put this on 2022 to get a, a second opinion. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, again, this is, a, this is a real thing. I understand why it's a real thing. Um, we'll see where it goes in 2022. It's going to be interesting to me to see what happens with regard to the pandemic. You know, and Peg I, and Susie, I've kind of come to the conclusion, I think a year ago at this time, I thought there would be a time where we had this in our rearview mirror and we were past COVID. And I'm, I'm beginning to think it's never going to go completely away. The way it can, it can 
it can uh, morph and, and adapt and mutate and have different variations. I think it's something that we're just going to have to learn to live with. It may be oral medications that are invented. It may be an annual booster shot, and not unlike people get an annual flu shot. But I think we will get back to some sense of normalcy where we learn to live with it better than we've been able to so far. And I hope that happens in 2022. I think it will. I'm, I'm optimistic. And I really believe that if we get, quote, unquote, past it and back to more normalcy, I really think the economy is well positioned uh, that we can see a very good year in the market. We can see low unemployment, high wages. I'm really optimistic, but again, so much, everything economically that's bad right now, including inflation and supply chain issues, it all traces back to COVID and the pandemic. So let's all hope and pray and cross our fingers for a better 2022. Susie, let's let's throw the number out there again to take uh, calls and texts, and let's let the listeners have a say in the last 10 minutes. Perfect. It is 651 Four six one nine two two six. If you have a question for Bruce or for Peg, if you maybe are yourself considering resigning or retiring or changing jobs, a lot of people are. Like you said, a lot of people have a newfound view of life given all the death that we've had and the confusion and the fear. So it's time kind of rethink your goals and think about where you want to go in 2022. And if you have a question for Bruce or for Peg, 651-461-9226, you can either call us at that line or you can also text us. And we have some text questions. This person writes in, I'm 53 and retired early. Does it make sense for me to try to convert my entire traditional IRA to a Roth? before the age of 70 and a half. Do you have thoughts on that, either one? Peg? Yes, we do. Congratulations, 53. Good for you. Uh, So the question is, should you uh, take your um, work plan, you probably have a 401k or a 403b, um, and you may have already converted that to an IRA, an individual retirement account, because once you leave your employment, you actually have the ability to roll that money out and um, get it as an individual account. Then the question is, should I take that bucket? Because that is all taxable. There's a huge IOU to the IRS on these deferred assets. The question is, should I convert it to a Roth, pay my tax now, and then when I turn 70 and a half, that's when you have a required minimum distribution. Um, I, I wouldn't have as much that the IRS would mandate that I take out. By the way, that 70 and a half changed to 72 years old now. So if you're 53 years old, the current rule right now is 72 is when the required minimum uh, starts. So I love, Bruce, when we have people that, um, you know, retire before they start Social Security, before they start their pensions, and they were good savers. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is if you haven't started any automatic income and you have some money in the bank or you have some liquid after-tax money, then basically your income tax could be zero. You have no income, but you're living off cash. 
what a great time to look at your IRA that's taxable and raise some income, convert some of your IRA to a Roth, let's say 50000 Then you have 50000 on your income tax that you're taxed on, on a very low tax rate. If you leave that 50000 in that IRA, you know, for those umpteen years, that 50 could be, who knows what it could be. I'm, I'm going to be really exaggerate, and it's 500000 Well, now you owe all this tax on this 500000 but if you put that 50 into a Roth under the current laws, that 500000 is tax-free. So I am a big proponent of uh, converting, especially when you retire early like you did. All right. Thank you for that question. Uh, what are the benefits, another texture writes, of having a trust-owned life insurance policy? And would you suggest that using life insurance as an asset class? And what are some of the ways you can help maximize charitable dollars? Peg, that's a pretty savvy uh, listener. That's a pretty technical question. Is it? Yeah, well, we but we can handle it, Susie. We uh, of course that. you can. I it's knew good. you could. No curveball. So no curveballs there, huh? <laughs> so a tr- trust-owned life insurance. Um, so there's a couple different types of trusts. There's a revocable and an irrevocable. Revocable just means that you put the trust in your name, and it still will be within your estate when you die irrevocable means you may you can you can buy a life insurance policy inside an irrevocable trust and pay the premiums from your revocable trust into your irrevocable and that actually is a gift you can never take that money back and you name beneficiaries i'm a big fan of if it if if clients have extra money that they don't need for their own retirement and their own income for the rest of their lives. And I call this a strategy. This is a strategy whereby you could shift dollars off of your estate into this irrevocable trust, buy the life insurance policy, pay the premiums to the life insurance policy. And then when you die, that million dollars or whatever face value you bought in current law, is tax-free. So that is a good strategy. Bruce? Yeah, I do want to add a little bit to that. That's a great answer, Peg. So what a lot of people probably don't know is life insurance death benefits, by law, are income tax-free. So if you have a $1 million face policy and you die, that million dollars goes to your beneficiary. There's no income taxes on that money. But it is includable if you own it, if you own the policy, it is includable with the rest of your assets in your estate, and it could be subjected to estate taxes. So owning the life insurance policy in an irrevocable life insurance trust, and our industry is big on acronyms, if we call it an islet, that is a very efficient legacy planning strategy to leave more to loved ones or charities or whoever's going to get that money with not only no income tax, but no estate tax as well. So it's not something that our client would do for themselves. 
It's something that we would help them do, as Peg said, if they have the economic wherewithal to not detract from their own lifestyle and leaving a bigger legacy or leaving more to charity is a high priority. It is a fantastically efficient strategy, and I'm a big fan of it also, as Peg is. All right. We have another texture and about three minutes left, everyone. Uh, this person writes, I'm 69. I'm trying to convert my entire 401k to a Roth by the age of 72. We kind of just talked about that. Is there any reason for me to maintain money in my 401k? Peg or no. Bruce? <laughs> no. No, there isn't. Uh, a great, I think um, a great idea is if you can uh, get a zero balance in your 401k and it all converted to a Roth, that would be a, a huge success. Bruce? Well, and just to add clarity to that, and I know we're up against the clock a little bit here, but, you know, there, I think sometimes, Peg, and, and I get these kind of questions from clients, they think the conversion is all at once. It's almost never going to be all at once because the amount you convert is income the year that you do the conversion. So we generally do it over a long period of time. We might do, you know, one fifteenth of it over the next 15 years. And basically what we try to do is what we call soak up your existing tax bracket. So whatever bracket you're in from other sources of income, we might do Roth conversion to the point that we bump into the bottom of the next bracket and don't do any more than that, and then do the same thing the following year, the following year, and the following year. That way we ultimately get it converted, but with the least amount of tax possible. And really quickly, I want to throw this in, too. This, this, is, this type of thing is standard operating procedure for us. We do this all the time. Sometimes clients don't even know we're doing it. They say, well, you didn't do a conversion analysis. You never recommended it to me. And I'll say, we did it. I didn't recommend it because it doesn't make sense for you yet, but it might later when you retire. So this type of planning, retirement income planning, tax reduction, this is important stuff, and most people don't know how to do this by themselves. All right. Both of you, we have one minute. Remind people again of this reality check report and how they can get it. Okay. Yeah, so we, yeah, so we for sure feel like we can help you. And so these listeners out there that thank you for listening, we have this no-obligation financial review meeting with a Wealth Enhancement Group advisor. We have about uh, 20 seconds, 20 when, seconds, when, Peg. We're not scary. It's trademarked. one 207 1352 Call us today. Again, that number, one 207 1352 There are available people right now to take your call. It's your money. See you next week.